It's Toby Talks, the podcast for the self-curious. Is it your first time here? Welcome. We're glad to have you join us. Are you a longtime subscriber? It's great to see you again. Hosted by award-winning serial tech entrepreneur and polymath Toby Ruckert, the Toby Talks podcast shares knowledge that supports your well-being and offers suggestions that make a difference in your life. On Toby Talks, you'll meet experts who share what they know, covering topics relevant to our current times. Now, here's Toby. Yeah, hello, Jörg, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. It's spring. It's spring. Well, uh, it's still snowing here. We had a we had a sudden uh, snowstorm uh, overnight, uh, which which I was totally surprised of. Um, but um, I guess uh, you know we have to be prepared for all kinds of weather these days. <laughs> so for definitely, the... it's also snowing here, but the ice cream bar has already opened. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> so welcome on the show. Um, we have with us today. Um, Dr. Jörg uh, Wurzer. And um, Jörg, um, I must say I was re really impressed when I came across um, your latest venture um, whilst I was doing the article on hacking surveillance. And um, I was particularly interested in, in the idea of why would somebody, you know, with your history, with your successful entrepreneurial history, venture into the risky business of making yet another more secure um, phone when it's pretty clear that um, there are certain people who do not want you to make a more secure phone. <laughs> Let me put it this way. So, so what is driving you and, and how did you, you know, get the idea and, and why, did you, why did you do that? Yeah, there are a couple of reasons to do so. It's not my first company. Um, maybe mm, I highlight two motivations and thereby based on two trends I, I, I realize. The first trend I realize is that people, that, that modern technology and mobile devices occupy a lot of time and attention of the people. And I would like to provide a product to the people and for myself to have, be more focused, to free my mind, to spend time and attention on things that really matters in life. And the modern operating system are really designed to take that time and attention. And the second thing I, I realize is an increasing surveillance and also paternalization um, of big tech if I use their operating system. If you buy an iPhone, you can't decide whether you would like to use an iCloud or not. And if you use the iCloud, you have not really control who has access on your data. And I think it's time to make a difference. I love the word 
paternalization. I, I think you know this is a this is a trend of the time uh, across the board. Really, I mean, um, in the last podcast uh, we touched upon the topic of outsourcing your inner compass uh, to <laughs> to certain processes and and uh, and rules and regulation, which still don't give you you know what's right or wrong. Um, but it, it goes along these lines, and I very much like the the idea of focusing on an attention economy because I think that's really what you have indirectly described. We we have entered into an attention economy where an AI algorithm fostered and grown by big tech um, is essentially controlling so many aspects of our digital lives. Uh, I could. I could sing a song uh, from my own personal experiences. Um, I was I was recently reaching out to a lot of old friends in Singapore via LinkedIn, and um, I did so because I'm a you know very efficient person in a very fast manner. And um, suddenly LinkedIn said, "You're bought." I shut you down. You know, literally like this. And I'm like, "What the heck? I'm not a bot. I'm just fast working." You know, <laughs> and they literally locked me out for an hour. And I'm like, "Hey." And then they then they made me promise, um, they, no, they made me admit that I used any you know bot type of tools to game the system, which I didn't. So you know, in order to get back in, I had to admit something that I didn't do. So you know, that whole paternalization aspect is a is a is a big worry. Um, <clears throat> and also the attention economy. Many years ago, I started a company where I said the entire focus of the company is to help people get back the focus and, and, and get back a grip on their attention. Because at the end of the day, where your attention is, is where you are. And if you keep doing that, that's what you become, right? So that's a great motivation. I get that. But coming back to what's the link to privacy? What's the link to security? Yeah, there. I think there privacy, privacy, security includes somehow privacy, but there are different, also different um, requirements I have um, to a system. One is uh, to take back the control with whom I share when, which data, and also the opposite. Um, I think it also uh, is part of that to have free access to information and to decide my own where I get the information with no um, disadvantages for my job or reputation. And no consequences. Um, this is also um, an important point. Mm -hmm. Cybersecurity um, has several meanings that, that my data is not or private, my data is not stolen and things, things like that, or someone can has, have access to my data or my system without my control or without my permission. So that too, privacy and, and security is, is pretty much linked together. Um, if you reflect uh, the the products of big tech like Apple or Google for mobile devices, as I said, they are strictly linked to the cloud. 
for several reasons. And if you use that cloud, then you need to know that also other organizations may have access to it, um, in particular intelligence organizations in the US because of the Patriot Act and the um, Cloud Act. And Europe is preparing the Digital Service Act. So your data in the cloud of the classical convention approach is not um, secure in the way that it's not completely private. You need to be aware of it, I think. Um, yeah, that, that's important. Uh, therefore, um, I developed that product, the Vodafone, and its operating system that is completely disconnected to the cloud until I decide on my own to which cloud I would like to be connected. That's, I think, important. So, yeah, if, and uh, excuse me, yeah. if I want to, I can connect to, say, Google Cloud. It's, but it's my per at, it's at my own discretion. That's the point. That's the point. So, if, if you unpack the device for the first time, you decide whether and which you want to be connected to the cloud. If you have an iPhone for the setup, you need to have an iCloud account. And if you, if you don't have a Google account for a stock Android device, um, you can do it, you can set it up, but then the system doesn't work completely and you have very annoying notifications that your device is not working, Google says. <laughs> and this is not the case for the product that we from Vola offer our customers. The customer is sitting in the driving seat and he or she can decide to which cloud services he or she would like to be connected and use. I actually remember when Steve Jobs was on stage many years ago, he was asked this question about privacy. And, and he, at that time, Apple answered this very much in a similar way at that time um, and said, look, the phone is equipped with so many sensors. It has a GPS, it has a microphone, you know. Um, it, it has ways and means to get your data or potentially there could be apps that spy on you. We cannot control all of that. I think more or less this was his answer. And but However, it is up to you. You and the driving seat, which app, apps you give access and so on. So at least that, you know, that philosophical or ethical um, point was still there in the in the in the in the founder's spirit. Now that, you know, large organizations have their own, I would say, rules, regulations, pressures, um, and control, that, that's a given. And that's why I was very impressed that, you know, you as a founder, essentially take, take all these guys on. I mean, if I, if I hear that correctly, you're not just developing the hardware, you're also developing the software. So you, you have both components because what's frankly speaking, I see a lot of devices, you know, that, that have a, for example, uh, an Android system on it, but then the hardware is, is a Google phone. I mean, then I ask myself, what is the point, you know, if, if you want to go into this direction. So from your point of view, one of the unique points is that you control both the hardware and the software side. 
Yeah, the unique thing, yeah, this is one uniqueness. This is a prerequisite, I would say, for a secure and private device. Um, and uh, the main difference uh, is, so, so I love our devices and, and, and the minimalistic de uh, design. And, but the USP is indeed um, twofold. But, um, and, and it's reflecting the two motivations I mentioned. First is that we invented a quite different uh, user interface, a user uh, interaction with the system. And it's time to make a difference. It's, it's an offering. It's, it, we don't force uh, our users to, to use that different approach of interacting with your device, but we would like to offer a different that keeps your mind free. So if, if you unlock the device, you just see a text field and a red button, very minimalistic. And you are not forced or mm, in a way every time uh, to, to waste your time on the device. You can quickly do what you want your, with, with your device to, to communicate, send a message. So the idea is instead of focusing on apps, you just have one simple interface you type in anything, what's coming up in your mind, and the system anticipates your intention and offers auto-completion and matching features. So it's quite easy, it's fun to interact with your device. And if you have sent a message, then you put your device in the pocket again and you can focus on something else. How, how do you so call this, that how do you call that? Feature? We call that springboard. Okay. So okay. You have a central place to access quickly all the everyday features you need mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without the need to open an app. And then you have that distraction and motivation to see and to swipe down and see whether you have got new messages from Instagram. So, so basically, it's the antidote to the, to the many notification triggers that 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 yeah. your attention span kind of very short like maybe like that of a goldfish because you're constantly <laughs> interrupted you know with uh, with all those things. i mean personally on any of my phones i shut off all my notifications uh, if i want yeah. to go somewhere i do that but uh, by default of course uh, on most other phones that i see from friends all the notifications are active so yeah but that's a personal yeah problem. so and also you to have not the bunch of apps that are mm -hmm. it becomes exhausting to represent all that complexity and potential features of a modern smartphone in your mind it's even exhausting mm -hmm. and the idea to to simplify it don't think about apps mm -hmm. think about people you would like to communicate with think about the content you would mm -hmm. like to communicate mm -hmm. and consume Mm -hmm. not about technology mm -hmm. so it's a bit more the technology in behind and make in make it highlight people and content instead mm. and make it as convenient as possible mm. so it's a kind of post app paradigm of interacting with a device and okay. it's it's a kind of immediacy i would like to say like paper and pencil this is my benchmark Mm -hmm. I love paper and pencil. I can do so much with it. I can make sketches and can mm -hmm. I can share mm -hmm. notes. And in this way, 
a technical object should behave. Mm. So this is one USP and one promise to our users to offer some very simple in the meaning of intelligence interaction with the device. That's a good and the, the, mm -hmm. And the security aspect is that you have a device that is, if you, if you uh, unbox it, it's not connected to the cloud. You can decide on it. We have open source that you can even prove. You can even build the system on yourself if you like. And uh, this transparency is also a part and we removed under the hood all the um, service calls that may breach uh, your privacy objectives. So I have um, seen two operating systems, right? Yes, uh, it's even part of that freedom that we offer the choice of uh, Vola OS. It's our own Android-based system. We learned from our focus groups that the most people need one or more apps for their business or studies mm -hmm. and which are only available yeah, in the app store of Google or Apple. Mm. But we also offer uh, Ubuntu Touch mm -hmm. as a mobile Linux alternative. Mm -hmm. um, and it's surprising. Uh, it's up to 30% of our customers that buy a device with Ubuntu Touch. And if you don't want to decide, we also have the option that you can have multiple operating systems on, on your On the device. same phone. Yeah, on the same phone. This this reminds me of my of my Mac Windows, uh, and and at one point I even had an OS two warp uh, many years ago, <laughs> switching buttons yeah. to, to change uh, change the operating system on on booting. Now that, that's that's very interesting actually, um, and I like the you know. Generally, people have only Android and iOS in in their head when they think about operating system. Ubuntu touches. It's, it's rarely heard of. Um, so so that's, a, uh, that's a Linux uh, uh, derivative, right? I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, what, what most people don't know is that Android is also a Linux system. Mm -hmm. It has a Linux mm -hmm. kernel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, Ubuntu Touch is uh, the mobile version of uh, the Ubuntu desktop that mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very common. Mm -hmm. And people who are love using also a Linux PC with Ubuntu, mm -hmm. they have a mobile device with the same, so they, they, they find something in the same world that mm -hmm. matches perfectly mm -hmm. what they have on their desktop. So they, they feel comfortable with it mm -hmm. uh, to have something that is completely free and also, that offers full control over the device by command line interface. Yep. You can make a lot of things wrong, mm -hmm. but, but if, you, if you are a family with command line interface, uh, you love it. And this is also one reason to, to, to use that system. So, so can you share a little bit? I mean, the software side I get becomes, because I'm also quite familiar with this, but um, on the hardware side, if I understand correctly, you manufacture the phone in Germany, or or how is how how does that work out? And more importantly, how do you manufacture hardware these days? I mean, it's not that simple. 
it's it, yeah indeed so are in many few people's or companies hands and then the next thing is you have supply chain issues and and so on so and you're competing with the big guys so if you can share a little bit on the hardware side that i think that yeah yeah so we are very happy uh to to that, that we found um a good partner to manufacture the devices in germany and the manufacturing process is uh, quite exciting for me. Uh, it, it's um, totally not tailoristic. Mm -hmm. So that, that is a past. It's a production line where one employer is completely responsible from the beginning to the end to build a device. Mm -hmm. uh, so you mix up the efficiency of robotics mm -hmm. with the intelligence and responsibility of people um, so you have the good working condition, um, different to other countries, and you have that quality and efficiency. So um, a lot of parts of the production is covered by robots mm -hmm. that are working hand in hand with people. And in the end of the, the, the product production process of one device, all features are completely measured and tested. So we have a high grade of quality. And also uh, we can ensure the economic constraints of, of that, mm -hmm. that we have that um, automation. Okay. Um, and, so, and so we have that production in Bocholt, mm -hmm. then the devices come to us and they are packaged uh, with vendors, with other vendors in Germany for the packaging and then our distribution partner that is also in the neighborhood. So we are really um, even almost a regional or local company that produces that device. And in the last three years, we had no delay because we have very short um, supply chains. Hmm. This is quite fascinating. I mean, uh, everybody has heard about the supply chain issues, obviously, and, and you know, the the more locally you can produce, uh, I think the better it is in general I mean, for a lot of reasons. But then again, um, pulling this off, uh, uh, you know, with a high-tech device such as a smartphone, <laughs> it's not, a, I would say, I mean, I can imagine simpler things. Let's put it that way. Um, but um, yeah, it's. It, it, I think it's it's quite complex still, and um, but it, it's all the more exciting without a doubt. But it sounded almost to me like if if there would be some somebody listening in and say, "Oh yeah, I actually I like this idea of the Vola phone. I would like to do the same in I don't know India or Dubai." Yeah, if there's somebody who who says, "Can I maybe take a franchise or a white label version of this and put it under my own brand?" Is that something you would be be open to explore? Sure. What we are already doing is a kind of dual branding mm -hmm. uh, so that the experience of the customer is the experience of our partner's brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. I can um, give you some examples. Together with Safety Brands, uh, we are have created um, a product for firefighters. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, also um, the if, if you start the device, it, it comes up with the brand uh, of safety brands, mm -hmm. and um, it's a special operating system with um, very 
um, easy way and fast way for the firefighters to get the emergency information for an accident before they leave the, de the fire department. It's like a good old um, pager, but with contextual real-time information. Yeah, and um, they measured it uh, and they saved up to 30 minutes until hmm. they, they can help the people in the accident because they get relevant information in advance before they arrive and leave the department. Mm -hmm. For instance, the car that is involved yep. in the accident. Mm -hmm. uh, and that can be important if they need to cut out the injured uh, people that are involved in that accident. Yeah, it can be totally life and death. And I mean, we all know uh, showing up prepared versus, you know, just showing up can be a zero or one kind of situation. <laughs> Uh, especially if you're a firefighter. No, that's great. Uh, and combining this with the with the privacy and security aspects. So, so I think there is privacy, security, and and productivity. And productivity in the sense, you know, whether it's like in the firefighter's case, uh, perhaps a life and death situation, um, or in just in your own life, um, being able to focus on potentially what really matters, you know, yeah. uh, to you without being distracted. Um, uh, or even consciously manipulated, I'm using this carefully, uh, but, you know, we all know there are these algorithms, uh, and per perhaps we will quote them with some links to patents later, uh, in, in these famous apps, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, etc., that keep you clicking, you know, uh, the next one and the next one and the next one. Um, but if there is one thing you can't buy, it's time, you know, so in life, uh, you know. Yeah it's one thing you obviously cannot buy so that really does make a big difference um and just along these lines uh, i want to come back quickly to the springboard um it, right now i'm picturing the springboard as a how can i say as a as a non-ai powered um quite manual sort of lookup system do you have any plans to put any ai in there and if so will that be as because it cannot be centralized, right? It would be totally cloud connected. It has to be some hot, somehow decentralized. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, AI in a broad sense can be backed by several uh, technologies. And mm -hmm. this is also my professional background to work on these technologies. Uh, you have that kind of expert systems, mm -hmm. um, a case-based uh, reasoning. I think uh, the, the um, springboard currently uses a kind of pattern recognition that is mm -hmm. close to that case-based reasoning or expert systems. Mm -hmm. It's also a kind of AI. Um, and then you have for sure kind of machine learning and mm -hmm. that, uh, that kind of things. Um, so I think we are just at the beginning for that smart springboard. And my plan is to offer... Um, uh, an API even for third-party developers to bring in their ideas mm -hmm. and to offer uh, users the option to install additional uh, features or skills. And that should be and can be without uh, using a cloud. Mm -hmm. uh, my other investment is the Accuser group. Mm -hmm. And um, we... Uh, show here that um, 
artificial intelligence that is even more complex can be executed on local devices. Mm -hmm. And so that could really also be the approach. And, and we introduce in VolaOS 12 speech to text. Mm -hmm. This is, um, I, I think, a consequent evolution of the springboard that you yes. can talk with your device. And what you say to your device should be kept private. Therefore, mm -hmm. we will use uh, machine learning models, but they are totally executed locally. Mm -hmm. So you have um, a trustworthy speech-to-text technology mm -hmm. uh, for your springboard. Mm -hmm. As an example for more sophisticated artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, look, actually, this is very interesting because I think the whole challenge with AI is the is the cloud and versus decentralized aspect, I would say. I mean, <clears throat> if you remember when OpenAI, for example, was started, I mean, the whole premise of this was to build a decentralized decentralized system. I mean, Sam Altman and, and uh, Elon Musk at the time had big philosophical discussions about that. And um, we all know that, you know, it didn't end up to be that decentralized after all, <laughs> which comes with a lot of problems because I think it got hacked Uh, last week or so and and people just said oh i'm sorry but you know we still don't know even what data was all hacked between the people what conversations they had with the ai and and so on so i think we're just in the very beginning of of all of this and being able to do this um on site i, I mean on the device or on the edge basically yeah as close as possible uh, yeah to the where the user is i believe that's the That's perhaps the future. And I mean, do you know the movie Her? Have you heard of that movie? Her? Her, yep. I mean, that phone operating system, uh, which talks to you, you have a, a plug in your ear. If you haven't seen this movie, you should really, you should really look it up. It, it shows the difference between that poor guy who, who sort of, you know, thinks the phone is, is his, his good new friend um, and is you know, close on the phone. But then it turns out later that that good friend was also chatting with millions of other people at the same time. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here, but I think the it merits a discussion of, uh, of, of AI, yes, through an API and skills, making that open to the world so people can choose whom they trust, what they want to do with it, but at the same time have a, at least a basic machine learning algorithm on the device, which facilitates the, you know, easy uh, tasks on hand uh, uh, for you. Yeah, sure. Like, like um, getting the right direct calling a direction, um, navigation, uh, daily stuff. So um, the, the Vola, there is a big picture behind Vola. Mm -hmm. And um, I agree. Um, so the big picture is the secure and independent infrastructure of communication mm -hmm. and a smartphone is a part of it mm -hmm. and also the operating system mm -hmm. on it and i agree in that um that the the this secure and independent infrastructure of communication can only be a distributed encrypted edge computing and we are also doing a lot of research on it uh, to provide uh, our customers further uh, convenience 
And also even uh, the uh, infrastructure of communication like the cellular network could mm -hmm. be based on a um, distributed infrastructure. But your funny uh, remarks are uh, inspiring. Uh, regarding AI, um, I remember a very nice, a good book from um, Schirmacher. It's called Payback. Mm -hmm. And he realized that maybe it's not so concerning or, or, or not so interesting that artificial intelligence or recommendation algorithms are telling us what we should do or how we should behave. Maybe it's more concerning that people think mm -hmm. that artificial intelligence knows what we want and people mm -hmm. change their behavior. Mm -hmm. And I re realize as a philosopher, a kind of evolution that maybe computer become more and more human, but that is not my concern. I realize that humans become more and more like a machine. They, they, they decide what is offered and proposed by artificial intelligence and can't make the decision on their own. So maybe friends code is something. So maybe it's it's okay if if uh, if um, if um, music apps suggest some exciting sure. music that matches yep. my behavior. But if friend friends code uh, selects my partner, well, my fault. But if it's come to an uh, an application like uh, it's called in, in Germany that Valomat uh, that tells the people <laughs> what they should vote. Well, it's it's time to reflect what happens here. So, if uh, if anybody listens to this, I think the last one minute uh, is is something to listen to multiple times because uh, you made some really good comments about AI. I mean, I made that comment: outsourcing your inner compass. You actually took yeah. it to the next level. You said outsourcing your intelligence. That's exactly what you indirectly said. I mean, yeah. people are outsourcing their own intelligence to an AI. Because at the end of the day, they think AI knows more about what we want than we do, which is kind, you know, totally messed up. But look, we are almost coming to the end of the of the show. So I, I want to ask you, I mean, you you it's really fascinating and you have my highest respect for what you do. What is it that you need? If there's somebody listening in, you know, what is it that you need or want that people can help you? Huh. Uh, yeah, so so uh, the simple, most simple question is uh, awareness. So please tell your friends uh, that 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 we exist. But uh, the from the beginning, uh, Voila has a different approach to other companies. We are developing with and for our users our products. I explicitly decided not to go with venture capital but with crowdfunding to be and keep independent. Mm -hmm. And I feel it as a gift that so many people are supporting Voila by crowdfunding, but also by testing, mm -hmm. by translating, mm -hmm. or by contributing uh, some code. So mm -hmm. everyone is invited uh, to to contribute and and I can tell you it's a completely different feeling to work to such company than for the companies before to have that connection to the people and mm -hmm. to the users mm -hmm. 
I mean, the, that connection is the purpose. You don't even have to make one up. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> really fantastic. And so this is great. Now, look, I can imagine there are quite a few people um, who are now Googling or maybe using some other search engine, finding out about Vola. Um, if if the listeners, specifically the premium uh, uh, subscribers here, if they want to have a special deal, is there anything you can offer them? I, I'll I'll forward you know the the interest to you directly. Um, but maybe you can offer them a special deal or anything like that. Yeah, sure. We can make a, a special deal, maybe a special voucher. We have just started uh, the spring cleaning campaign. Mm-hmm. Clean your mind, clean your device. And and we have a voucher where you get uh, 40 euros off. Mm-hmm. And people in Germany, they can rethink for sustainability they can bring their old device to our some of our shops and get 100 euro off mm-hmm. if they give their old device mm-hmm. and this will be refurbished and sent uh, and will be uh, uh, we, we found some partner for that mm-hmm. and I think that is a good idea for spring to so restart spring, to, spring to clean cleaning up. detox digital spring yeah. cleaning detox I think that's what it is yeah. <laughs> okay perfect. Yeah. In combination with getting a, a return of your money and a secure destruction of your old phone. Destruction, reuse. I get it. Yeah. So, Jörg, it has been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. And we'll follow up uh, separately. And if there are any inquiries, I'll forward them to you. I'd be very happy to do yeah. that. Thank you very much. Thanks Thank for the opportunity. So yes, take care and all the best. Thank you for joining this episode of Toby Talks. Do you know someone Toby should talk to? Put your guest suggestions in the comments. And a reminder, premium subscribers receive access to all podcast videos. We look forward to seeing you on the next Toby Talks.